Welcome to the On Target Living Podcast, a place where health and human performance meet. I'm really excited about being here tonight. I don't get to speak in my own backyard very often, but I grew up, my mom is from Saginaw. She went to Saginaw Arthur Hill. Yeah. And my Aunt Donna lived on Brockway. And she still lives in this community today. So, you know, I come back to Michigan. I'm born and raised in Lansing. And I was raised by wolves growing up. I'm here raised by wolves. People are like, what does that mean? How many of you drank out of a garden hose? Or you rode a bike without a helmet? Or believe it or not, because again, I have four grandkids, but believe it or not, you sat in a car without seat belts. <laughs> so now we have a bunch of wolves in the audience like me, okay? But I want to start this way. I was a horrible eater growing up. I grew up on beefaroni, spaghettios, bologna sandwiches, Kool-Aid and Pepsi, my drinks of choice. And I had bad skin for 15 years of my life. The doctors gave me oral medications, topical creams. They kept coming back to my parents. Your son just has sensitive skin. There's nothing we can do. But then I slowly changed what I was eating and drinking, and my skin got better. And then it was my kind of that transformation into this field. Also, I want to share with you this. Now, these are my two kids here. My, I have twins that are 33. Now I have four grandkids. That's my wife, Paula. And that's my last day at Frito-Lay. I used to drive a bread truck before that, and then I drove a Frito-Lay truck. So if you have questions later tonight about ruffles and munchos, I'm your guy. Anyway. <laughs> And I've been married 37 years. I'm going to be 63 years old this year. Yeah, a long time. How many have been married 30 plus years? I have an amazing wife at, that supports me and travels with me and so forth. But I want to share with you a couple things tonight. And the first one is I want to tell you a story. A handful of years ago, I was speaking in Cincinnati, Ohio. And I was actually going back to Cincinnati speaking. And it's one of those guys that hired me said, hey, I got a... I got a couple questions for you. Number one, would you be willing to have lunch with this woman named Joan Barber? I said, tell me more. She said, he said to me, Joan is 67 years old at the time, and she weighed basically 350 pounds. And now it's three years later, and Joan has lost almost 200 pounds. And I said, oh, I can't wait. So I go down to Cincinnati, this is a handful of years later, and I have lunch with Joan. And what are the two questions I want to ask Joan when I meet with her? She started her journey of losing this much weight at 67 years old. I've never seen it in my 35-year career. Never seen it. So what are the two questions I wanted to ask Joan? Yeah, I, I really want to know how she did it, but I knew how she did it. And she said, you know what, Chris? You were the first guy that talked about building a habit one step at a time. And everything I tried before, it was just too hard. But you said do one thing. And I said, you know what? I'm leaving this seminar today and I'm gonna start drinking more water and I'm gonna drink in my soda pop because I was drinking six to 10 soda pops a day. <laughs> Number two, you said start moving your body for five minutes a day. You didn't say a half hour, you didn't say 45 minutes, you said five minutes. And that's what I started doing. I started walking for five minutes. And then I got so excited about my slowly got better health, I started doing water fitness and the list goes on. But that's not really what I want to know from Joan. What did I really want to know from Joan? Her why. Because how many of you have ever seen anybody at 67 years old lose 200 pounds? I've never seen it. So that's what I want to know. 
So I'm sitting there having lunch with her and her husband, Clarence, and I said, Joan, I got to ask the magic question. Why? And she said, Chris, you talked a lot about whys. And I kept searching for my why. And I came up with this why, and it basically came down to my husband. My husband, Clarence, has two loves in his life. His first love is love for me. And she starts to smile, and he starts to smile. And the second love is he had a love for motorcycles. We used to ride motorcycles all the time when we first got married, and I haven't ridden a motorcycle for almost 25 years. I want to give my husband his second love. And today, they are in a motorcycle club in Cincinnati, Ohio. Wow. So today, that's what I really want to hit you. Tonight, I want you to talk about, it's like, how do I build a habit? And you start super slow. And then the other thing, too, you got to have a why. Because we all get stuck in the mud. Everybody's got stuff, right? So I want to start with this here. What's the problems facing you today? How many of you feel like your demands in your life are going down? <laughs> One of the gals said, yeah, huh, that's exactly the answer, right? But our capacity is going up. You know, we're, 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 we have more things going on, but it keeps shrinking. How many of you feel like this at the end of the day? You don't have anything left in your cup. So that's the first problem. Demands are going up, capacity shrink. And number two, stress has never been a all-time high. 80% of our healthcare costs are directly related to stress. Now, I think you might find this interesting. This is called white space. And what is white space? White space is the personal time you will talk about at the end of your life. Because there's nobody in this room that will not talk about white space at the end. And what does that mean? That's personal time. That's the special times in your life. That's holidays. That's vacations. That's all the special times we share with people. But look at 1940. Sleeping, eight hours. Working, eight hours. Survival time, taking care of the kids, taking a shower, eating, three hours. And then for those of you who can't see in the back, just remember that big white space is five hours. 1940. Fast forward. iPhone is developed in 2008. We're sleeping seven hours. Working nine hours. Survival time of three hours, and look at that little red area, that's screen time, and that's screen time after work, not during work. And our precious white space is shrinking to three hours, and today, we all should be afraid of this. Six and a half hours of sleeping, working too much, not even having enough survival time, five hours of screen time, and that little precious white space of one hour. I lost my mom two years ago, and all my mom wanted to talk about the end of her life was white space. That's all you will talk about at the end of your life. So if you have kids or grandkids out there, share this with them. You need to protect this because that's what I'm seeing out there. And the last problem is this, poor health. Now, would you all say you're pretty smart people out there? Oh, come on. Yeah, man, I am so smart. Well, the two things we're not taught in school is finance and the second one is health. So when I show you this in just a second, you're going to go, yeah, I don't know any of this stuff. This is a typical blood test right here. I condensed it. These are the big tests. Now tomorrow, I get the privilege to go to Fairbanks, Alaska to speak to the largest American Heart Association Go Red for women in the world. Thousand screaming women tomorrow. <laughs> On Friday, my daughter, Chris and I, I will have a full red suit. It, it looks awesome. So when you go to our website, you will see those photos in a little bit. But the point I'm trying to make is the number one risk factor for women out there for having heart disease is called homocysteine. If you looked at this chart right here, you will see homocysteine just underneath glucose. Most of the time, you will not get that checked. 
All I'm asking you to walk out of here today, go to our website, go up top of resources, and you can print this, know your numbers off, and you take it to your doctor. And you need to get your home assisting checked. How many of you like to know how you're aging? The number one predictor of how you're aging for both men and women is testosterone. It's not a male thing, it's a male and female. If your testosterone level is not over 20, ladies, or men over 400, you're not aging the way you want to, okay? My point is this, we don't understand it, so what are we gonna do about it? We don't know, again, we need to wake up. So that's one of the problems we're finding is called medical illiteracy. We don't know, that's why many of you are here tonight, you wanna learn more. And then this has always fascinated me, this is obesity in 1970. The entire nation is green, so those in the back, all you need to know is the nation's green, there is no obesity less than 10% in 1970. So when I hear this, hey Chris, you know, the reason my cholesterol is high or I have high blood pressure, it's genetics. Well, I can't give you a better explanation. Everybody has genetics, but your behavior matters more than you think. There is no explanation of this except for lifestyle. And if you fast forward 20 years, what do you notice? No change. And then all of a sudden, the next 10 years, here it comes. The South and the Midwest at 25% obesity. And then today, this, this is, drives us crazy, but we're at 30% obesity. And then tomorrow, in 10 years, we're gonna be at 40% obesity. So the train's off the tracks here, and this is what I get excited about when we look at poor Michigan, we're number five in the country in obesity. We all need to chip in here. It's not about being perfect, it's about understanding. This leads to all the sorts of stuff. Now let me ask you a question this. In 1960, what was the chances of you having type two diabetes in 1960? Put this in your brain, one in 4,000. Today it's one in three. It has nothing to do with genetics, it has all to do with lifestyle. And then people ask me all the time, what's causing the problem? It's simple. <laughs> it's so simple. And again, when you look at, it's easy to find food that tastes amazing, that's, that's very inexpensive, that's everywhere, right? And then if you've never seen this, how many of you have ever watched Guy in the driver's diners? And I love Guy. But I tell my wife all the time, Guy's not going to be around long because he eats his stuff all the time, right? <laughs> but if you've never seen this before, this is a Luther burger. It's a Krispy Kreme donut on the top and a Krispy Kreme donut on the bottom and bacon and cheese in between. Oh, yeah. So when I'm traveling around the country, I'm always taking pictures. The other one is loaded biscuits and gravy. That's from Nashville, Tennessee. Now, how many of you recognize this sign? Because this is from the state of Michigan. So this is in southern Michigan. I had my wife Paula reach out and take this photo years ago. She said, why do you want this photo? I said, honey, have you ever seen four Burger King exits in a six-mile radius? <laughs> like, I missed the exit. Don't worry about it. There it is, right? And then this is in North Carolina. I thought this was kind of cute. So you thought this was gonna be a dull, boring seminar tonight. No, we're gonna have, it's a rock show, we're gonna have a fun, right? And then my last one is we don't move. <laughs> so this is a true story. A couple years ago, I'm in the Denver airport. Have you ever been in the Denver airport? They have the two escalators that go down into TSA. So I'm coming up for a flight, and the next thing you know, I come up the top of the escalators, and I look over, and there's a mob scene at the top of the escalator. And I reach over to this guy, I go, hey, what's happening here? He goes, the escalators are broke, we can't get down the stair. 
I said, it's a stair. You just pick up your feet and they walk down the stair. And the next thing you know, everybody's walking down the stair like a bunch of potted plants. We don't move anymore, right? But I'm gonna switch gears for you today. I'm gonna get into some stuff that all of you, many of you are facing right now with yourself, with all loved ones, with family members. But if you've never seen this t-shirt before, this is my space. We get emails every day. I will give you my email tonight. And if you have something you want to talk to me privately, you shoot me an email, you will get a response probably within three to four days. This is what I see. I start on a baby medication like an ibuprofen or an acid blocker. And that leads to a blood pressure medication. That leads to this and that leads to that. And the next thing you know, the average 65-year-old in the United States is on five prescription medications. Okay? So tonight, the first thing I want you to remember is you start asking better questions. You and you alone are the only ones that can really help with your lifestyle and talk about this to your health prof professional. And I love talking to health professionals because health professionals, you cannot force, you cannot put it in their lap and expect them to help you sleep with an eight-minute visit. You need to take more ownership, okay? So tonight, you start asking better questions. So here's a question for you. If you have a headache, do you have an ibuprofen deficiency? Of course you don't. Again, many of you get it. Some of you have no idea what I just said. Okay? <laughs> but when you have a headache, the first people do is they reach for ibuprofen or anti-inflammatory. In reality, they might be deficient in water. They might be dehydrated. Number two, they might be lacking omega-3 fat. And they might be lacking the mineral relaxation called magnesium. If you have headaches out there, you might be deficient in the magnesium. So that's the first thing I want you to start thinking about is asking a better question. So if you looked at a typical medicine cabinet, this is what you see. Cholesterol, blood pressure, sleep, type 2 diabetes, digestive health. We all see this. These are lifestyle medications. And I'm not going to beat up anybody's medication. That's not my role. My goal is to help you understand. But the goal I want you to understand is that you get closer to the source, you start fixing the problem. Okay? Not the symptom, you're fixing the problem. So I was speaking to a large group like this a couple years ago. And I'm talking about atrial fib. Atrial fibrillation is a fluttering of the heart. Very common in men in their 50s, very common in women in their 60s. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have atrial fib, it's not normal. It's common, but it's not normal. It's really a problem that leads into more problems down the road. So I get a phone call six weeks later from this woman. She said, hey, I was in your audience. You're talking about atrial fib. My husband has it. Can you help us? Here comes the question. First question, what medication is your husband taking? Well, he's taking an atrial fib med and he's taking a beta blocker. Beta blocker? Beta blockers, for those who do not know, are very powerful medications. They slow everything down. Heart rate comes down, blood pressure comes down, energy comes down. And I said, you've lost your husband, haven't you? She said, I have. My husband has no interest in me. He has no interest in his career. He's tired all the time. Of course, he's on a beta blocker. Is he taking anything else besides the AFib med and the beta blocker? Like what? Is he taking any form of anti-inflammatory medication? If you're taking an anti-inflammatory medication out there day in and day out, one of the worst things you put in the human body. You have a toothache, you have a bee sting, no problem. But if you're taking it day in and day out, it pulls all sorts of things out of the body. And one of the things that pulls out of the body is magnesium. She said, give me an example. Well, Tylenol, leave, Advil. She said, yeah, he takes a leave. I said, how long has he been taking a leave? She said, he's been taking a leave for 10 years. I said, how often does he take it? She said, he takes at least twice a day. I said, I think that's the problem. What do you mean that's the problem? He's been to all these clinics around the country. Nobody brought this up. I'm not the doctor. I'm just telling you what happens when you put these medications in the body. 
When you put these medications in the body on top of your anti-inflammatory such as Aleve, it leaches out a mineral and one of the minerals it leaches out is called magnesium. Magnesium helps with headaches, it helps with blood pressure, it keeps you to stay asleep, and last but not least, it controls the contraction of the heart. She said, oh my gosh, I said, your husband's deficient in magnesium. What should I do? Get him off his Aleve today. Don't mess with his meds, don't talk to his doctor, and I want you to start replacing his Aleve with cod liver oil. Cod liver oil is a natural anti-inflammatory. Number two, he eats eggs for breakfast. Nothing wrong with eating eggs, but I'd rather have him eat oatmeal. Oatmeal is gonna be more alkaline. You'll see that in just a second. And last but not least, I want your husband taking a uh, Epsom salt foot bath or regular bath at least twice a week. Put two cups in there. Epsom salts are high in magnesium. We load it up in the magnesium. 18 months later, he's atrial fib free. She's got her husband back. The most powerful medication put in the human body is what we eat. We're just not taught this stuff. It's powerful. Second point, you have beliefs, I have beliefs. So if I don't tackle your beliefs, we're not going to get where we want to go. And my goal tonight is to help the state of Michigan get healthier by taking a certain action that gives you that result. My goal is all about results. I want you guys to have the best life you possibly can have. So here's a belief that I hear every day. Carbohydrates make you fat. That's not true. Proteins make you leaner. Nope. The best way to lose weight is more cardio. Uh-uh. Roger Bannister, who was Roger Bannister? He was a runner, and he broke the four-minute mile in 1954. And then that four-minute mile barrier was broken 37 times in the next two years because people change their beliefs. So if I don't tackle your beliefs, I'm probably not going to get the results you want. Okay? So here's a belief for you. How many of you believe cod liver oil tastes bad? Raise your hand. Get them high. And how many of you believe it tastes bad and you never had it before? <laughs> and what would that be called? That'd be called a limiting belief, okay? And it's your lucky night because we have four bottles of cod liver oil being chilled like a bottle of wine outside waiting for you on your way out tonight, okay? But here's the goal. The action is you take one tablespoon to two tablespoons a day. Easy. But here's the result. How many of you like to have better brain health? It's the number one food for brain health. Number two, how many of you like to have better heart health? We we're just talking about that. Number three, this is your future anti-inflammatory. You mean, Chris, it's going to help me feel less pain? Absolutely. And last but not least, how many of you like to have better sex hormones? <laughs> I see some of the poor guys is going, yeah. And the women are going, I hope not. <laughs> so that's what we advertise on TV every night is hormones. But the raw material to make hormones is omega-3 fats. In every infant formula, how many of you have grandkids out there, young kids out there, every infant formula, what nutrient do they advertise in that infant formula? DHA. And the highest source of DHA on the planet is cod liver oil. And you get to try it tonight. All right, so now we're going to talk about aging, and then we're going to go into a couple things, and then we're going to give you a plan. I'm going to give you the plan, okay? So human potential, I love talking about this because it's really cool to look at this. How many of you want to age well? That's the kicker, right? But look at this. 1900, average age was 47. We lived about age 47. 1950, 68. 
2077. 2020, 85. And where are we going? 2030, 90. I do not want to be 90 and be a train wreck. I don't. I don't. So again, we all want to age well. And we've all had these loved ones that haven't aged well. And that's the gift you give yourself, is aging well. And it's not only a gift to you, but it's a gift to others. Because again, my mom died of Alzheimer's, and it was, my, my, it was a tough last year of my mom's life, but it was really tough on her kids. So this is how we age. I'm an exercise physiologist by training. If you looked at the green line at the top and the back, all you need to know this is age 20 to 100, it's a slow decline if you have a good lifestyle. If your lifestyle's not so good, the red line underneath that, right around age 40, is see a rapid decline. But here's the beautiful thing. You cut your hand, what happens to your hand in a couple days? It heals. But why don't we think that way? So if some of you in this audience tonight feel like your lifestyle's falling apart, this is the aging gap. You can climb up. I've seen major transformations with people as they've aged. I just shared it with you. Joan Barber lost 200 pounds that started at age 67. She was in the gutter, slowly climbed up, right? Building one habit at a time. So I'm going to give you three principles. And I know these are going to be scientific, but all I want you to know is the basic concepts. Because then it helps you cut through all the noise you hear every day, okay? So hang with me just for these three principles. I'll guide you with these, but I want you to keep coming back to these forever. And these are all over our website. It took me years to help put these together to make my audiences understand the science of the bot. Here we go. Principle number one, everything begins at the cell level. How many cells in the human body? The answer is a lot. That's all you need to know. <laughs> the outer rim of the cell, the cell membrane, the outer rim, all you need to know is you need to make it soft. Type 2 diabetes is a stiff cell membrane. Most people in this audience have type 2 diabetes, have never heard that before. That's the answer how to fix it. I've had thousands of people over the course of my career got off their type 2 diabetes medication because they started understanding this. The fastest way to make the cell membrane soft is water, daily movement, and omega-3 fats. Really? Yep. There we go. Number two, Chris, I want to have better energy. This is called the car engine of the cell. The number one way to improve your energy is eating things high in chlorophyll or greens. Wow. Whole foods, getting some sleep, move your body. But I hear this every day, Chris, I wish I had more energy. That's where the energy comes from inside the body. And last but not least, you might have cancer, you might have heart disease lurking inside the nucleus of the cell, but your outer rim of the cell talks to the inside of the cell, and that's called epigenetics. That's why your behavior matters. My wife is Lebanese. Her mom died at 60. She was the oldest of five girls, and they all died before age 60. When I got married to my wife, Paula, the first thing I, we had a conversation was, honey, we got to break this train, because I don't want to be a widower at age 60. Okay? So again, it, you might have this genetics in your family that's not healthy, but you have much more control over what you think. That's principle number one. Principle number two, in the human body, you have this thing called a pH balance. All you gotta know, it's a scale. On the left side, it's alkaline. On the right side, it's acid, 14 to one. In the middle is balance. All I want you to know is if you balance your pH, you will be healthier. Growing up, I just mentioned to you, 
I had terrible skin. Beefaroni, SpaghettiOs, Kool-Aid, Pepsi, all made my body acidic. Nobody ever told me what I was eating and drinking made my skin bad. So when we talk about digestive health issues, we talk about inflammation, inflammation, digestive issues, all live on the acid side of the equation. Okay? So here's what I want you to take away with this. If your body is too acidic, it will come back into balance, and the way it comes back into balance, or we all would die within 30 minutes, is called minerals. Kidneys and respiration, but I want to focus on minerals. So if your body's too acidic, it starts using your precious minerals to bring it back into balance. And what's the number one mineral we're all concerned about in the United States? Your bone health. We do not need to take more calcium. In fact, I don't recommend calcium supplements for everybody because the point of this is, as you make your body more alkaline, you preserve your minerals. The reason we're having digestive issues and we're having problems with magnesium and iodine, the list goes on, is because we're too acidic. We flush these minerals out. So as you make your body more alkaline, you have less inflammation. And here's what I want you to take away with this is acid equals inflammation. Acid equals inflammation. You have less acid, you have less inflammation. So from here on out tonight, you don't get rid of anything, you just make it better. So if you like salt and your doctor says, I can't have salt because I have high blood pressure, your doctor's exactly right. You can't have sodium chloride, but you definitely get to have sea salt or Himalayan sea salt, very alkalizing. Whole foods, processed foods. Anytime you put a whole food in your body, when you look at your target that you have in front of you right now, everything in that center of that target is going to be more alkalizing. Simple. When you eat a real fruit, fruits are very alkalizing. Fruits are the most alkalizing of all foods. So what's the first thing people are taking out of their diet today? They're taking out fruit. They're taking out carbs. Not talking about the bad carbs, I'm talking about the good carbs. And as you take your carbs out of the diet, your body instantly moves acid. You might lose some weight. I hear this all the time. Hey, Chris, I'm in that new weight loss program. What is it? Well, I do the keto and I was the high protein. How's it working for you? Ah, it's so awesome. Look at me. I lost 30 pounds. Hey, how's your hair? Well, my hair's falling out. <laughs> how's your skin? Oh, it's like sandpaper. Well, your breast stinks. Yeah, I've got ketosis. Oh, how's your bowel movement? Yeah, I'm constipated too. But man, look at me. I look awesome, right? We don't understand it. Okay? And then the worst thing's probably in this crowd, but one of the worst things you put in the human body is an energy drink. Okay? So I ask people all the time, you know, I was talking to this woman, comes to see me, 409 pounds, 43 years old. Oh, yeah. And so she came to see me, and she was drinking six Coke Zeros a day. Her belief was what? No calories. But the six Coke Zeros made her body acidic, and when it leaches out a mineral, and one of the minerals it leaches out is called iodine, and iodine controls her metabolism. She's not eating enough food, but she's not losing any weight because her pH is out of balance. Wow. So you mean to tell me a soda pop is acidic? Yeah. Am I telling you can't ever have a soda pop? No. But my point is, if you're drinking these things and doing these things, now you understand it.